Welcome back. Episode number six of Feedworthy. Congratulations, we did welcome. it again. Welcome, welcome. It's the Super Bowl. And it's the Super Bowl recap that we're all very excited Special about. Super Bowl edition. That's right. And also, congratulations, guys. We've now gone international. We officially have a fan in Germany. Yes. All Anna. right. Shout well, out to Anna. Shout out. How do you say hi in German? We should have practiced that yeah. before. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. think it, it might be Velkoman. I don't know. You should know of all people. Uh, all our listeners are screaming. I, right I now. took a whole quarter of German in college, so <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> Anyways, this is a podcast for you if you're a first timer, brought to you by the people at Rebuild Group, uh, the brains, including Eric Bowe to my right and Steve St. Germain to my left. Um, let's dive right in, guys. What are we what are we talking about today? Eric, maybe you want to walk us through. A lot of us were watching the Super Bowl, as I'm sure many people listening to the podcast were. And um, what we want to do today is just, you know, walk through not necessarily the commercials, but the conversations behind the commercials. In general, what we found was every commercial pretty much, minus one, which we'll talk about later, got likes or not likes. So there was always some people liked it or not liked it. And we're not going to get into those. I mean, if you want to go, there's plenty of people talking about that. USA Today. You can, you can learn about the likes and dislikes. That's not what this is about. That's no, we're, we're lo- we look at what's behind the commercial and the conversations. And so what we're going to do today is sort of kick it off with a little thought. And also then talk about, about we're going to get into what we call the feed-worthy five. We're going to talk about five individual commercials. And at the very end, just for today, we're going to give out some feed-worthy awards. That's right. All right, guys. Discovery, go at throttle up. <laughs> takes all right overall what did you guys think i mean pick a commercial that you liked and talk about one you you didn't care for i mean i'll, I'll start the uh the cashew the choking on the cashew commercial with uh audi and their announcement of their electric vehicle i like that one a lot by 2025 Took the the room I was with. Keep in mind, I had uh, we were in a neighbor's house with probably thirty kids and twenty adults surrounding the TV. I I've never seen that many people pause and and react to something on television the way really? I did with that. Yeah, the whole room was captivated by it, even though it was a simple thing. And it also made uh, the the traditional automotive commercial where the cars going around the turn. It made it interesting again for me. Okay. So I liked the get your attention, deliver a message very quickly. Oh, you know what? One of the ones I really liked, too, was uh, Google's 100 billion words. I don't know if you guys caught that. It w- it's essentially a, an ad for their Translate product, which is a mobile product. And it kind of uh, – it was a little bit story-driven, and they took people all over the world showing the actual product. And um, you kind of s- speak into it, and it said that people use it every day for different uses. And uh, it – and uh, they resolved to say, you know, the most translated words in the world are how are you, thank you, and I love you. Mm. And it was just kind of a, a, 
powerful message, basically saying like all this Simple. stuff, all yeah. this stuff in the world. Like, let let's think more positive. Of all the feel good stuff that was presented during the Super Bowl commercials, I thought that one for me also was was nice. I just it felt good, it felt real, and it wasn't overly done. Well, and I'll add to that. I, I think it it was there was other feel good commercials without a doubt, which we're not going to get into. That one integrated the product into it. The other one's yep. almost like the brand. Well. The brand was a bystander, right? And so I thought Google the tag along, like yeah. we're good, trust us it's because of this. Exactly. So yeah. it's sort of like how how Google gets into the experience, and I thought they did a really good job of that. Yeah, I mean, they're you know think of it, they're like a software company. They make apps and like code, and they find a way to kind of translate it, and make it really human, which is tough to do, but they make it look easy. They did. So. Um, another one that I, I really liked a lot, and if you were playing, um, you know, the commercial bingo game, this would have been underdog, is the Amazon, not everything makes the cut. Um, the, the part I, I thought was hysterical, and we have two dogs, was the Harrison Ford and the, and the dog with the, yeah. with the Alexa collar, ordering the dog food. Yeah, the hot tub for me was the best. You like the hot the tub? The women in the hot tub, with you know, the water shooting up like the uh, Bellagio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought... <laughs> I thought I thought all of it was cleverly done. Yeah. Um. And you know, it, it sort of they made fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah. Quick hits, quick laughs. It, it was e- easy to enjoy. Right. So what what didn't you care for? Yeah. Hmm. I know I know you. one stands out for me, and uh, I, th- I think a lot of people agree. I mean, it was on a lot of lists, like uh, biggest flops and stuff. But uh, the Burger King, eat like Andy, the the big Andy Warhol kind of like art film that they decided to cut down and just kind of randomly air did you know it didn't work for me uh, I don't think it I don't know if I was just for confused. a lot of people I, I'm shame, shamefully I'm admitting well, it I, I just didn't know what they were doing I was lost I knew who Andy Warhol <laughs> was but I was unaware Steve you, you talked about the, the video they cut down or the that they did yeah I mean it's actually like a, a it's a work of art like it's a short film of, of literally just Andy Warhol eating a burger and one of the funny parts is a lot of people were saying uh, that we saw on Twitter that he originally had asked for a McDonald's burger. Obviously, Burger King had cut that out. Uh, but, you know, he sits down, he eats a Whopper, he puts some Heinz ketchup with it, and it, it stands on its own. It, it, I, I believe it's in, like, a, some contemporary art museum in, in uh, New York that it just plays on a loop, and it, it is what it is. And Burger King thought that this might be a good way to sell some Whoppers, and... Uh, I think the strategy here was to kind of confuse people, to make them say, like, what was that? And then talk go ab- looking go right. looking and yeah. talk about it. The problem is is that they had nothing for people to discover. There right. was no landing no page. There was no yeah. splash page. I mean, I hopped on Burger King's site to see, like, what are they doing around it? they got to have something on, you know, what's something bigger here and nothing. I mean, there's a, there's a huge opportunity to do the kind of the pop art with the Whopper or the wrappers. You know, they, yeah. they have these burger wrappers. Do something with that, you know. Nothing. Nothing was there. Well, so and I, and I agree with you. And I, the, the, what I coined the other day, I said, like, you got an RC ad for a farty product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it just was, it was, I told you point, it was a disconnect. I mean, nice, nice try. Uh, that's maybe kind of like the Hail Mary approach. I don't do not think <laughs> it works. <laughs> you know what? That was a Hail Mary, we but guess what? Nobody caught it. No one caught <laughs> it. Sorry, <laughs> Burger good, that's King. That's a good one. Uh, mine, the, yeah, the Wix. I just, I, you, you really I can't stand one. Wix in general. Yeah. So maybe I'm biased. <laughs> but even to throw an influencer in front of people and try and make it relatable that this 
what was her name? Yeah, so they use Carly Kloss, yeah. which has a her own coding academy. It, yeah, it confuses which, me. Which too. is great. It's a good following. It's a, you know, I get it. It makes sense, but don't try and explain it. Just drag and drop people. I like changing up the background. It instantly gives my site a whole new look. Go build a Wix site. Everybody <laughs> is listening. It, see how good it looks when you're done. Yeah. You're not you're you're being promised something and I, I just wasn't for me. Yeah, I I agree with you. And the one thing we talked about with that one too is that ad was not made for the Super Bowl. No. And also mm -hmm. I think per ad age it was the last one to buy. Yeah, it felt like a YouTube ad. You yeah. know what I mean? It may have been. Mm -hmm. yeah, it may have just been. scored a deal. The pre roll that never finishes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one I cannot stand it creeped me out. And I wasn't the only one if you looked online. It was the TurboTax RoboChild. All right, check it out. I call him RoboChild. Hey, buddy. What do you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a TurboTax Live CPA. Hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to be something else? Yeah, RoboChild, you could be anything. But, Papa, I want to help people get their best possible refund. Um, by the way. The year of the robot. What the heck happened yeah. with robots? <laughs> Lots it's of robots. Like Hey, I got an idea. Let's do a robot. More robots. There was like six ads with some type of robot or something yeah. in it. From them to Pringles to, uh, God, Michelob Ultra had a robot running around the room. <laughs> yeah. It was just, what's up with the robots? At the office, we were. I was joking with some of the people that I think these creative directors get together. And they're all like, hey, let's sneak something into our ad. Even though we work for different, you know, respective I groups. I but I have a separate theory. Yeah. I think you all went to the same TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> more everything you do, everything 2019, more robots. Year of the robot. Maybe it's the Chinese <laughs> calendar. It's the year of the robot. <laughs> anyway, who knows? So that's our take <coughs> on some commercials. Well, let's, let's that's the end of the like and dislike. So, so let's, let's get to the let's get like to the I good said, stuff. Yeah, there's some hysteric ones online, but the predominantly <coughs> the conversation is like or not like. So what we did, we we found what we call the feed worthy five. These are the five ads that had conversations that were behind the commercial. So to kick it off. Um, Steve, the street St. Germain is hey. going to do Pia. Yeah, so um, I took a little bit of a deep dive into this one. If you guys aren't familiar, so Pia is, is sort of known for their uh, – they use humor a lot. They use celebrities a lot. This is, like, what they're known for. Um, their ads are usually a little bit off the wall each Super Bowl, and they went with a completely different approach this time. Uh, their new Pia Telluride, which actually was revealed at our auto show here, right here in Detroit uh, just a few weeks ago, and they decided to put um, all their all their Super Bowl weight behind uh, a 90-second spot uh, that ran shortly after halftime. We're just a small Georgia town of complete unknowns. The closest thing to a world stage is 81 miles away in Atlanta tonight. It, it talked a lot about Georgia pride. Yeah, people um, on screen. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the you know the folks that were building the car uh, because it is being built in Georgia, uh, which is where the Super Bowl was since it was in Atlanta, and um, you know and it resolved with a reveal of the car kind of basically going through a trail and this is their large SUV I should say it kind of looks like an Escalade, mm -hmm. um, tearing through a trail almost like a uh, a Jeep ad um, going through a bunch of water, um, kind of revealing that Kia badge, and uh, it had some funny. Um, kind of disclaimer text in it too. Yeah, not just going through water. That was an epic. I know, mean, it was three feet under with a snorkel attached. You know, <laughs> right. as the warning, yeah, as we'll the. Uh, we'll get to the snorkel yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit of a different approach for Kia. It caught the attention of a lot of people uh, that were local in Georgia, and just a lot of people in general, because I think it was a little 
bit of a shift uh, for what we normally see from Kia. Um, and, you know, so we looked at s some of the responses. Overwhelmingly, all the folks locally in Georgia loved it, uh, as you might imagine. So uh, Southern Life Insurance on Twitter here says, shout out to West Point, Georgia, for being featured in the Super Bowl last night. If you haven't seen this yet, it's totally worth watching. Uh, another one from Jared Weiss, um, Jared Weiss, MBA. Uh, main takeaway from this year's Super Bowl ads is that the singularity is imminent and the Robo Wars, wars will be fought with the all-new Kia Telluride. <laughs> Georgia's pride and joy. <laughs> I love that. Well, the Robo Wars. Uh, the last one, this one is just is interesting. Ad Age um, tweeted, everyone featured in Kia's ad from the town of West Point. As of, I'm sorry, they are from West Point. Um, as of last week, it had not been told to the people in the ad that it was for the Super Bowl, which is a really mm. fun fact. And I know that the responses were sort of mixed here. Like, how could you yeah, not tell people? But at the same time, as we were talking about it, how cool is it that you, A, you're in an ad. You know, it's about your pride of your, your state. And then you find yourself in the middle of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I love cool that story. It's, I feel like it's a little bit of a kind of a surprise and delight there. Like, hey, we're going to yeah. really, you know, put some weight behind it. Uh, and then there was a lot of commentary about the water. So, you know, they weren't just kind of driving through a puddle, a big splash. Like, it was a, it was like legit. This car was almost swimming. Uh, <laughs> so there was a lot of commentary on that. And that was kind of the final shot uh, in the ad. Uh, Marnie Stretch here on Twitter, at Marnie Stretch, says, I've actually never heard of a, quote, aftermarket snorkel. But I don't tend to drive my car like that. Uh, hashtag Kia <laughs> Telluride. Because say the bottom it what did the what did the uh, disclaimer say there at the bottom like oh it said don't go it don't go into the water <laughs> yeah. this is equipped with an aftermarket snorkel right right <laughs> that so wasn't really visible well, either no it was no, no. unusual it was and i don't know where it was it must have been under the hood for sure or it was cropped out yeah yeah totally there too. you go um david hunsaker um at go david charles um, I want to be known for filling my Kia Telluride with rocks and driving it into a lake. <laughs> I love that. Uh, last one by uh, CB on Twitter. I hope the aftermarket snorkel that made that dramatic water traverse possible in that Kia Telluride spot is wild is widely available. <laughs> it's good as hashtag. I mean, do I, not this attempt. is the point. It's some magical snorkel. It did definitely did not exist on it's the screen. An it's an invisible snorkel. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was it was an ad synonymous with Jeeps. And all of a sudden, you see a Kia. So it's pretty cool. Right. Oh, and actually, there were some um, references to even Range Rover with it, which yeah. was mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, good on Kia. Th this is an, one example of a brand using the Super Bowl to sort of launch a new product. Um, you know, the Telluride will be available later this year. So we'll see how it fares for them. I think it did a decent job of kind of generating some awareness for them. Oh, without, I did. Without I, a doubt. I mean, I found doubt. myself. I don't know you guys. I found myself checking it out. Mm -hmm. Now, not with intent to buy, but I'm I was curious. I'm you not know. excited as much as you two were. It about went this through ad. the water. I know, just but like a my, my problem swim, with the but ad, it's a it, Kia. It's a personal taste thing. I felt the beginning of it was too heavy-handed and too melodramatic. Yeah, that's all. Bit, but sure. that's my yep. personal preference. Well, just think back to Chrysler, right? Yeah, that that built though. The Eminem ad built. Oh, I mean, that was it, pretty great. Yeah. Should we pause for that and, and we can work that in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you've never seen the uh, Eminem commercial, here you go. All right, let's move on to the next one. Feed worthy number two, M&M's bad passengers. Uh, this was like I think in the first or second commercial pod, and it showed Christina Applegate driving a car and obviously frustrated with the supposed kids in the back seat, and she gets angrier and angrier and angrier. And finally, she turns around, and shouts out, and you you realize 
is the M&M um, Crunch Bar or whatever it's called. The interesting thing on this is that there is one strong thread and it seems to resonate with moms or mom-like situations. So for example, Cincinnati Family um, tweeted out, um, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial last night, parents? M&Ms may, be, have just a, M&Ms may have just a hit common parenting car situation on the nose. Too funny. Uh, another one from Elizabeth Patton. Um, she tweets at her friend, is every, is every mom ever in the new M&M's commercial? Yeah, obviously stating the fact that they every can see themselves. Ever. Is every mom ever? Yeah, right. Ever. Uh, Brian Roberts says, I think this may have been my brother and I growing up. Mom had to get our attention at times. <laughs> totally true. Everyone uh, tickle themselves in the backseat like that. Um, from Bree, it's um, at It's Your Girl Bree. Um, I'm going to try to have my vote for the favorite Super Bowl commercial. This was literally my mom when I was young, except there would have been a couple F words in there somewhere. Yeah, See, was that was to say. I that agree. That is the us. missing piece. Yeah. That's the missing piece. Yeah. This was, this was toned down a little bit. Uh, another one from Luca Forzin. Moms are basically front seat referees. A role that Christina Applegate nails in this hilarious Super Bowl ad for M&M's. See the actress scare those folks candy into behaving like a back, behaving in the backseat of their car. So true. And then, it's so true. Yeah. And then lastly, Megan Albert says, the M&M's commercial made my mom cry laughing. So, <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of moms in my feed, too, like yeah, loving this one. Yeah, was loving it. All right. Let's move on to the next one, the Hyundai Elevator. Yes. The, the Hyundai. 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 Uh, this was something that generated some, well, let's just, the first one, vegan inva- evangelist, uh, or, or evangelism, I should oh, say. Oh, come on. Describe the commercial a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. It's a Jason Bateman special. Yeah, it's the, it's the elevator. It's uh, something that, it was kind of the first one that I felt got your attention while watching. Hello, folks. What floor? Oh, we're car shopping. Ah, you're going down. Way down. This floor, root canal. Oh, this is bad. It was intriguing because you're trying to figure out, well, what floor is it going to go to next? And Bateman looked kind of strange in it a little bit, too. It just wasn't his normal hair. Everything was a little different. Anyhow, so they're immediately ripping on, basically saying, like, you know, you're working your way down this elevator of terrible things. Right. And, and, and along the way of uh, dentists and other things, they stumble into the vegan uh, dinner, which dinner party, which did not go well. Did not go well. Vegan dinner party, is that even a thing? We're having beetloaf, Sergio's specialty. Why, thank you. Yay! Um, so the, the first thread that we you know, stumbled across here was the response to this. So these are a little harsh, but uh, we'll, we'll take a read through some of them. The, the first one's at Trouble Max 7. There's nothing funny about the suffering and murder of millions of animals. The last thing we need is another negative connotation associated with plant-based diets. Vegan cuisine is delicious, and this commercial implies that it isn't. Thus, further reinforcing that false assumption. Wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really evangelism <laughs> at its best. Gosh, yeah. uh, Jeremy Pear here says, "At Hyundai, I make some really great vegan dinner food, but I'd never invite you anyway. Good job. Uh, how do you say this word? Good job perpetuate perpetuating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long word. I can't read that. Good job perpetuating the myth that vegan food is bad. People could offset your product's carbon footprint by going vegan. That is true." Uh, but you got a cheap joke in. Hashtag Super Bowl. Yeah, and guess what? Peter weighed in. Yeah. In case you missed it, the trend of 2019 is taking the elevator up to vegan dinner parties in the earth, the heart, and similar animal-friendly lifestyles. 
Instead of buying a car from people with outdated ideas, we suggest a vegan smart car by Mercedes. Great mileage and acceleration turns on a dime. So PETA actually drives, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mercedes. My God, they must yeah. make some good money there. Yeah, no kidding. And then just kind of rolling right into that, the, the next one was just people talking about not wanting to buy the product. You know, again, they may have never been considering it to begin with, but uh, here's a series of them talking about that. So from, um, at Darwin Blanks, wow, hashtag high end ad. Just lost all their vegan and vegetarian drivers that with that offensive Super Bowl ad. And I'm sure no one who works at Hyundai is a vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at like the movie here brings up a few good points. I, I, I think I have to agree with this one. Number one, making fun of vegans is old and played out. It's 2019. And number two, the intent of a commercial is to sell people things. Great job alienating the market. Which I, I think is fair. I mean, they they could have done this spot without that. Well, it's but maybe they were you know, trying to push people's buttons on purpose. It's a risk, I think, if you do anything. I mean, um, but anyway. Um, last but not least is Kirk Darrell at Kirk Darrell. That's convenient. Yeah, won't ever be, be buying a car from a backwards-looking company that still hasn't grasped the importance of great taste of vegan food. I'll stick with Toyota and or Tesla. I mean, the thing you got to ask yourself is when it gets down to it, how much people, how many people have the conviction to exclude Hyundai? Don't, don't know. I mean, there could be this could have ticked a lot of people off. Don't know. So I mean, those those two first portions kind of set the stage for what happened next, yeah. which is the which is, I think, two interesting things. You had this Super Bowl spread uh, conversation that popped up very quickly on the spot. It's literally people taking pictures of their vegan or vegetarian spreads on their counter at their party in their homes, uh, proudly displaying and talking about how delicious it is and i you know that the dinner party visual was a meatloaf looking uh you <laughs> know like vegan dinner obviously it wasn't meatloaf but right. this the displays of the food do look incredible um and it was a positive spin on it there's people who weren't complaining about it but they're using it as a uh kind of jumping off point to to share and brag about what probably isn't very braggable typically mm -hmm. right people aren't taking because that's a little too like in your face so this gave people a reason to say hey they had a, a Hyundai. Uh, maybe check this out. <laughs> this is pretty cool. You know, I've got 25 dishes that are all uh, vegan. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I, I, that adds to it. It's just like, hey, pr this is proof. Like, we are out here, and we ain't loving it. Yep. And then the other thing I thought was very interesting is that there was this kind of uh, lighten-up thing that was happening, too, among conversations. And it wasn't limited to just people taking to the Internet to say, hey, everyone's being made fun of. Join the crowd. You just got to take it on the chin and move forward. That's when you're being talked about, you're cool. Um, but then <laughs> their response, okay, from Hyundai, uh, was uh, this We are responding in social media that we totally respect veganism and are happy that it has become mainstream. We also hope that vegans have a sense of humor, just like the dentists, parents, judges, flight attendants, doctors, and even car dealers. Mm -hmm. The other stops represented on the elevator. It's That's a fair point. Bold, yeah, and then uh, you know, again, I don't. I I tend to have. Uh, I can laugh at myself, right? And I think yeah. we all have to do. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm any one of those things that were pointed at, um, but I appreciated the the brand stepping up and being brave enough to say that. Totally. Too. You know, I kind of found it. It's a great point. I it mean, it gosh, take a joke. Yeah. Yeah. W when you're being talked about, you're cool. That's why right. you're in the ad, right? right. <laughs> you're to their point. You're mainstream. You are. You've got it. You know, That's it's right. working. So. 
They wouldn't put it in an ad if it wasn't popular. So one of the next ads that we really saw that popped was Michelob Ultra's ASMR. Did you guys catch this one? Loved it. This is really interesting. If you guys have never heard of ASMR, which I know a lot of people haven't, uh, it's called Auto Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it's – look like you're going to say something, Steve. <laughs> What's on your mind? <laughs> I, I just I, – I did not know this was a thing. I mean, yeah. I kind of thought it was a thing when mm -hmm. I was watching certain stuff, but now I know it's a whole thing. Now I became obsessed with it and started looking it up a lot more. Yeah. And yeah, it, put me, it put me to sleep last night, so. Yeah, there's a Netflix series that I, I got into all about it, but um, it is interesting. And the idea here is that um, you know usually uh, ASMR is kind of um, it can come in video form, it's usually audio form, and it's someone uh, just kind of talking very calmly. There's a lot of um, kind of ambient, I don't want to say noise, but ambient sounds to get you in a relaxing mood. And the idea is to kind of give you uh, a sensory experience where. You know, the idea is to get your kind of like the hairs to stand up straight on your arms and to kind of yeah. give you this like, you know, this the sensory I experience through audio. And Michelob had the great idea to bring this to the Super Bowl in a uh, I think it was a 60 and um, it was uh, gosh, Lenny, I think was it Lenny Kravitz daughter. I think it was like Zoe. Kravitz. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and she was kind of the the person behind they had her at a desk uh, in the mountains here, and she asked us to listen to the fizz of the Michelob. And everyone was like, what is this weirdness? And uh, there was just a lot of you know, different reactions to it. Some people were confused, uh, but those kind of who understood what was happening, I think got kind of excited about it. And, and it people who don't know are sitting there watching this thing happen going, I don't know why I'm watching this, but I can't stop. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah. It's definitely different. <laughs> for a Super Bowl ad? Totally different. Yeah, for for any, by the way, for pretty much any commercial. Yeah. Not just a Super True. Bowl ad. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I do like how they hopped on kind of a trend, which is nice to see. I think it was the first time we've seen ASNR in mainstream or definitely in the Super Bowl. Uh, like we said up front, a lot of people loved and hated, you know, this concept, just like pretty much all the spots, uh, but, you know, some of the responses we saw, like on Twitter, at uh, Stephen Hall said, this Michelob Light ASMR commercial was dot, 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 weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Same order every time. Same order is good. Eric, just Eric just fell asleep at the desk. <laughs> the ASMR, par the you ASMR that part of it just. That's his head. <laughs> yeah. Um. From Human Urinal Deku, um, at Destroyer Goddess. I mean, what, what a line <laughs> is that? I can't believe I just saw a Michelob Ultra ASMR commercial. <laughs> oh, another one at Alexis Weens. ASMR just hit the big leagues with that Michelob commercial. All these people popping up out of the woodwork. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Clymer here on Twitter says, Michelob went with an ASMR commercial. Unexpected, but not disappointed. So they're into it. They're into it. And then there's Jimmy at Old Row Jimmy saying, holy God, that Michelob ASMR commercial was so bad. Like we said, not everybody was a fan. 
Uh, another one, it shakes, uh, it's shaked and baked. Side note, anyone with surround sound, that Michelob commercial was wild with the freaking ASMR. Yeah, I think, you know, that I, I love that tweet because you can imagine kind of a room full of people, yeah. everyone getting quiet, mm-hmm. volume up, and just these, this kind of surround sound of all these different, you know, the tapping on the bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put a lot into the, the, like audio engineering of this as they should they, they made the, the typical beer pour which mm-hmm. every commercial ever for beer is done interesting again every commercial ever <laughs> yeah and they and they started responding to a lot of folks who were tweeting about the the ad with um some additional asmr content in social and uh some of the pieces said you know sound up and all this stuff and so they really tried to extend it there which i thought was good too uh, lastly, there's one more tweet. Uh, Matt Wagner says, uh, at execs, I think we can sell beer using ASMR. Michelob says, isn't that a weird audio fetish thing that gives people brain orgasms? Ad execs say, only our other ideas, our only other idea is to highlight uh, the lack of corn syrup, and that's just kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR it is. Wait, there's your, that was the corn syrup transitions to our <laughs> next one. Yeah, right. The Feedworthy 5, Bud the Light. last of the bunch, is Bud Light's corn syrup. Um, well, if you watched it, there was four Bud Light ads, three dealt with corn syrup, and then one was the, oh, my God, what are they doing, matchup between Bud Light and um, Game of Thrones. So that one, that the Game of Thrones was just generated a lot of buzz just because of the mashup between the two. But what we're here re- really going to talk about here is the corn syrup. And they spent a lot of time um, really beating the drum on the corn syrup. Uh, got the medieval dilly-dilly guys running around. Their first ad, they started their own castle because they got an extra barrel of corn syrup. <laughs> so they went to the Miller Light Castle and, sorry, we already have ours. So they made it to the Coors Light Castle. And, well, that's where it went. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I think it was about a minute ad, too. It was yeah, lengthy. Yeah, um, uh, anyway, so how do people react to the corn syrup? So the initial reactions, as you can imagine, were polarized based on whether you were a Bud Light dr- drinker or not. So Ben, um, um, at Ben Hockey said, the Bud Light cor- corn syrup commercial was awesome, entertaining, funny, and throwing shade on the competition. Exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, another one, uh, Scotty Miller says, it's 2019. As a Miller Lite and Coors Light fan, screw that Bud Light commercial. And David Lotta here says, Bud Light spent a whole lot of money on that commercial just to tell us that they don't have corn syrup in their beer. But Coors Light does. As if drinkers of either beer actually give a blank. Blank. <laughs> fill, in, fill in your favorite expletive on that one. Yeah. So beyond the reaction... What's interesting, and this is maybe a male gene that's triggering in here, it's the fact checker in all of us. So there was actually a spike of internet traffic going to Coors Light, going to uh, Miller Light and Bud Light to check this whole corn syrup, you know, conspiracy out. Um, David David Chapin at um, Soccer Talk says, after seeing Bud Light Super Bowl commercial about corn syrup in Coors Light, I Googled it. Apparently, a lot of other people did the same thing. He shows a graphic yeah. of actually a spike in traffic at mm-hmm. the time of the commercial. And then another one from Steve Tomahawk. Bravo, Bud Light. You don't use corn syrup. 
Stop using rice as a cheap alternative to barley, and then maybe your commercial will mean something. Mm. And where's the yeast? How does it ferment? You just mix water with beer flavored powder. <laughs> well, honestly, <laughs> yummy. I'm a bit of a beer snob to say the least. Yeah. This is my thought process, and it's like, okay, you know. I, I what, think they just they run out of things to talk about. Like, how do you make Bud Light and Coors Light relevant? Well, they you did. P- they you pick on a thing, they and they did. Well, it's all about the ingredients. You know, they're short. You're shooting it. You know, arrows out in the previous commercial on it. Yeah. Now, and uh, things really got interesting here with when. Uh, Laura Donovan, and, and she's a reporter in, in Kansas City, said, oh, I just spoke with the uh, Iowa Corn about Bud Light Super Bowl commercial, and they are not happy. They would like the public to know that Bush Light, another Anheuser-Busch label, does use corn syrup. And that became Uh-oh. really what happened next. Um, there was reaction. So what occurred next was um, that next day Bud Light, or, or Miller Light, pulled, uh, put an ad in the Wall Street Journal explaining all the corn syrup and stuff. Like, they're very defensive. That was part of it. The other part was the carm- corn farmer backlash. And now, I mean, there are several videos out there that are of a um, farmer pouring their stash of Bud Light in a sink. And then um, the National Corn Growers Association was just, they were miffed at um, Bud Light. They're right down the road from us. Yeah. Going, look, what are you doing here? And you got to think the reach locally, nationally, through that type of organization is big. Mm-hmm. And if you've got people that are loyal to, to the to that association and others that are in that world, you you could have put a hurting on yourself. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't like to typecast things or generalize it, but a lot of domestic beers tend to be more rural to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so with that said, it's like you really wonder, is this corn syrup A gonna make a difference? What do you guys think? I personally don't think it's gonna make a difference. If you if you dr- you know uh, aside from maybe in this in this niche of people who are passionate about what they do, um, I think when you're going to buy a beer like that, you're you're just you've got your beer. You, that's what you drink. You're a Coors Light. You drink Coors Light every time. I don't I don't think you're gonna be switching someone over corn syrup. I I actually I agree with you. I think you first of all you got the craft beer drinker, which is totally th- aside. That was that one post that guy had. But then you have almost like uh, we see it with car brands. Um, beer, it's like the beer badge. I drink Bud Light. I drink Coors Light. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's like, you know, our friend John. Yep. He actually. Another shout out. <laughs> he he yeah. ran a whole bar for about a year just <laughs> supplying it with Coors. <laughs> the point is, though, it's like the badge that you have. And I doubt if the corn syrup is going to make a difference. The only um, question I have is do people rotate between these three? Then it, then it maybe will make a difference. That's true. Right? And the final thing we like to, which is going to be our favorite one, I think, is the feed where the awards for the Super Bowl ads. Cue the First notification of. <laughs> oh, we got to get. <laughs> do, do, do. There you go. Thanks. Why don't you kick it off, Steve? Yeah. So, um, gosh, first award I think we want to give is the Blitz. So Super Bowl Blitz. Uh, you know, we thought Microsoft did a great job with this. Uh, they had a they had a spot called We All Win, um, which featured um, some. I don't want to say at-risk youth, but special needs special kids. special yeah. needs children, and you know, I guess you could call it safe or, or whatever. But um, anytime a, a company chooses a platform like the Super Bowl, the budgets that are involved in the Super Bowl, it really shows that they're invested in a particular cause. And Microsoft did this. Um, it wasn't even a product-forward ad. It was more um, just really just showing off um, how you know they support you know special needs kids and. This was um, 
you know, for whatever reason, really struck a chord with a lot of folks that we saw. Um, you know, not so much like conversation like we saw with the Bud Light ad, but it was just a lot of people really loved it and were sharing it. And I, I think the, the biggest thing here is I think it had that emotional connection. I, I just want to build on it. I totally agree with you. It was amazing the day after the volume of tweets and retweets around us were just as almost as high as when it aired in the game. Right. And I think when you're Microsoft, right, how many people you employ? Yeah. I mean, you, if you're proud of your company and what they're doing, you're likely to share and talk about it too. So and definitely they capitalize on that. Definitely of all the volumetrics, that was the Blitz Award for sure. Yeah, I mean, kudos kudos to Microsoft. Um, some brands do this type of stuff, and it doesn't hit uh, as well. But for whatever reason, maybe it was the positioning or the timing of the ad. I don't recall where it ran in the game, but uh, it, you know, it, it did its job, and we're all you know, you know, thinking of Microsoft in a better light. Yeah. Uh, the next award is a less favorite award. We call it the Wide Right Award, and it goes to T-Mobile. For commercials, people, and if you forget what these commercials look like, which I think many people did. I don't. I can't recall it's a single one of them. They're all the texting ads. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. And um, $20 million, and when we looked at the co commentary or the conversations, there was none. And they did free Taco Tuesday with Taco Bell. They tried. They did a lift thing. Nothing. It was feed worthless across the board. And I think they even lifted it. Some of the copy that was on there from oh, other things that already existed. Yeah, that is not cool. Yeah, actually, this is some of the, um, you know, they, they it, it mocked up like you were watching a text conversation or you were part of a text conversation. And the conversations were literally like memes that had existed on the Internet for years. And th they just stole the jokes and used them. Like, Wait, who does that? Cool. Yeah. That's why they win by far and away the Wide, the wide Right, right. <laughs> Award. Wide Right. <laughs> wide Right. And the last one, the personal foul award goes to Mint Mobile because they used chunky milk to get your attention instead of saying the obvious thing, which is for twenty dollars, you get Disgusting. you get a lot of value. I didn't make it that far through the commercial. I, you know, when we watched the commercials uh, before we sat down to prep for this, I hadn't even got to the end of it. Like all I remember of this is the chunky milk ad. I think that's a great point on why it's the personal follow award. They have a commodity setting offer in the cellular category of $20 a month. And all people are talking about is not the, not that um, promise or that promotion. They're talking about this freaking chunky milk. Yeah. And, the, and actually in um, uh, a recent article last week or, or yesterday or the day before, they're defending it, saying they're really trying to go with this disruptive idea. Disruptive isn't bad. No. But Disruptive Disgusting earned you the personal foul award. Yeah, this is the exact opposite of the Audi ad, uh, right? I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. that did yeah. a shock, little bit of shock and awe, grab your attention, boom, deliver, great message. This could have been the same way. It just I, it wasn't for me. That's why we're g we gave it the personal foul award. It wasn't for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Ruined my lunch over that one. And that brings us to the end, unfortunately. That was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, love love the Super Bowl. There's a, you know, there's a lot out there for us to sift through and talk about, and um, there's plenty that we didn't. But we, I think we covered the best of the biggest hits. Yeah, it was fun yeah. to go into this level of detail for something like the Super Bowl. It's the first time we've done it, you know, in this format, and uh, it, you know, generate some great some great results from from a conversation standpoint. Yeah, now I know every commercial by heart because we rewatched them several times yeah. as we were looking through <laughs> the conversations. So, per usual, we appreciate you listening and also sending us messages. I mean, yeah. I received several this last week, and Eric and I um, sh even a shared post. Someone uh, sent us a message, too. 
So keep giving us recommendations on things you want to hear us talk about if you see something in the marketplace. And we'll be back here again um, in, what, three weeks, four weeks from now? Yeah, yeah let's we'll, we'll say early March. When we come crawling <laughs> out of the cold, dark winter. Yeah, uh, well, the groundhog saw shadows. Oh, that's right. Or didn't. So it's early spring. Right, yeah. Did not see, yes. So that's why it was 50 degrees in Michigan yesterday, and today <laughs> it's 19. <laughs> All right, everyone, we're signing off. All right, thanks for listening. Later. Bye.